Well, for decades, only crackpots and crazy people believed in UFOs. That's what I thought anyway. And then in recent years, it turns out that governments have been taking them seriously all along. We choose truth over facts. Welcome to Mystery of the Unseen Realm. Now, here's your host, Luke Beck. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Mysteries of the Unseen Realm. I am Luke Bennett, and I am sitting here in my personal studio today. So glad you could join us for this inaugural edition. That's right, only an hour today, folks. It's going to be a very interesting, very fascinating program for sure. So, as you can obviously hear, I'm sitting in a garage and there's a bit of an echo going around. So, bear with me. I gotta work with the bare bones. I gotta start from somewhere, right? So, I'm glad everybody again is here, or at least listening. It might not be a lot of you, but we're certainly thankful to all the platforms that we are available on. And that includes Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and of course, our own personal RSS feed, which is at Mysteries of the Unseen Realm. So we're gonna cover a lot of different topics on this program, and today we do not have a guest. That is rather unfortunate for our first outing, but it is going to be quite an interesting show to say the least. Wow, that echo is, it's, <laughs> you can really hear that echo. It's very pronounced. But yeah, we're definitely going to have guests coming up on the program, including on next week's where we'll be on location. So, of course, every Friday we hope to drop one of these podcasts. So if there isn't a guest, you're going to be hearing me in this very echoey garage. And yeah, that's what's going to happen. But we're going to cover so much ground on this program. It's, it's going to be a very controversial show, to say the least. We're not so much of looking at facts as we are theories, different ideas that will be presented as we're on this sort of quest to uncover the mysteries of the unseen realm. And there's so much different facets, so many different facets to this material that makes us all kind of wonder what's really going on out there what's really going on exactly and that makes things a little bit tense if you will because there are things in this world that we cannot see and that's a proven fact folks i'm going on record so before we delve into all that just want to tell you a little bit about myself to give you a basic introduction to what it is that we are going to be talking about so just kind of going to tell you a little bit about myself. So obviously I'm a Midwestern boy, so to speak. Midwestern boy, born and raised in the USA. That's right, yeah, that's so cliche. But was raised in a Catholic household. That's right, Catholic. A lot of people who know me who might be listening to this show might be going, wow, I mean, that's something I didn't know about before. And Luke Bennett's a, uh, he's a Catholic? And yeah. That's true. I was baptized as a Catholic at a very young age. 
So, Roman Catholicism is definitely in the family blood. But that doesn't mean I agree with what the Catholics have to say or what they have to believe. I'm more or less what you like to call spiritual, not religious. And you're going to hear me say this many times throughout this program as long as we are available to create and produce the content necessary. But as I got older and I got into high school years, I decided to sort of change things up a little bit. I was homeschooled through, um, you can hear my speech impediment here. We'll talk about that a little bit, of course, as the show progresses, but I was homeschooled from kindergarten until the eighth grade. Ninth grade was time for a switch, so I was put into a Christian private school in my hometown, and these people, despite being non-denominational, still Christian, by the way. I still classify myself as a Christian. But these people are more along the lines of the Baptists. But overall, I mean, whether you're a Christian in the sects of the Roman Catholic or the Protestant or Baptist faith, there's one common denominator, and that's Jesus Christ being crucified on the cross and dying for our sins. That was the beginning of how I began to change and began to interpret the world around me. Because when I went to this school, there's a lot of nice people. Don't get me wrong, these were great people. Fantastic people wouldn't cuss if they were on fire. That's the type of people that we're dealing with here. They're great people, great people. But I would consider, and this is the problem that I have, with organized religion. They are very close-minded. They do not like to accept the possibilities of alternate thinking. It's just, if you don't agree with the Bible 115%, you're not a true Christian in their eyes. And to me, that's kind of ridiculous. That's kind of ridiculous because as you know, and as you will know, as this, pro as this whole podcast thing continues onward into the next several years, you're going to find out that I'm not a full-on believer in the Bible. And the reason I say that is because I just don't agree with a lot of it. Not a lot of it. I mean, there's some stuff I agree with. The whole, you know, Christ dying on the cross, all that. The flood that wiped out all the evil that is on the earth. And that's another big topic of discussion that we're going to get into. But basically, the Bible has been translated hundreds of times from the original Hebrew text. Books have been removed, placed in. There were books such as the Book of Enoch that were considered biblical texts, but they were taken out for whatever reason. Okay. And it's very hard to prove whether these alternative books, like the Book of Enoch and so-and-so, we definitely know that the agnostic books that were taken out were taken out because they were a bunch of hocus-pocus crap. Like Jesus getting married to Mary Magdalene. What a bunch of crap that is. Anybody who believes that is a moron. There you go. There you go. There's your first, uh, there's your first judgment there of people. It's the same people who believe that the earth is flat, by the way. But 
No, I don't, I don't believe that. And, and again, it's, it's all up to your interpretation. I know people who think that, oh, when the end times happen, I'm going to get raptured. I don't believe that. And I certainly don't believe in the fact that Abraham would kill his only son because the omniscient, all-knowing, omnipotent creator who is all-loving wants to see if Abraham is faithful. So there's certain things, certain ideas presented in the Bible to me that just don't make a lot of sense. And I guess maybe it's not up to my perception, my judgment, and so be it. But the fact of the matter is this. To say that your idea is correct over another person's idea without proven fact or evidence is quite frankly very narcissistic and very incorrect. So I, I, I'm not, again, I'm not ripping these people I went to school with, but they seem like they do not want to believe in the idea that there is really anything paranormal. I know it sounds crazy, but there's a, there's a very certain closed-minded perception that these people have. You try and tell them, well, I don't think Abraham would, I don't think God would want Abraham to kill his only begotten, or his, I'm sorry, no, he had two sons. One of them, was, his name was Isaac, and that was the son that Abraham loved the most, the son that Abraham wanted, and then God's like, hey, I'm gonna I want you to kill him in the name of a sacrifice to me because I need to see where your loyalty lies. That's just, that's the problem I have organized religion. Is that it almost seems like it's too organized. Hey, I mean, that's why I don't go to church on Sunday. I'll admit it, I don't go to church on Sunday. I've maybe fallen from the faith a little bit more than I was back in high school. I've become a lot more vulgar since when I started high school. I mean, I'll, I'll admit that. <laughs> I drink a lot more too, but the thing of it is, is that people all believe in different ideas. You can't, one person is completely different from the next. And to say that everybody needs to think the same or act the same, it's, it doesn't work that way. As nice as it would be to have everybody controlled, which is maybe what I'm starting to wonder, the purpose of organized religion is, the more you have people controlled, the more you can make them think a certain way and act a certain way and essentially give power to those who are craving the power, if you know what I mean. See what I'm saying? <laughs> exactly, but that's, Kind of what I believe. I'm not religious. I'm spiritual. So, that's a little bit about my upbringing, how I was raised. And now, here we are, doing podcasts. I've done some films. They weren't very good. But, they were a creative adventure, to say the least. And those who knew me well at the time really liked the film. Those who didn't know me thought I was a complete and utter idiot, which you probably were correct. But we're, we're here doing the podcast. I'm here doing a podcast. And Mysteries of the Unseen Realm is going to definitely be unlike anything that you've ever seen before or heard before. So now that we've gotten some of those little nasty tidbits out of the way, I'm going to talk a little bit about 
the definition of paranormal. A lot of people don't really understand it. I haven't had too many paranormal experiences, but I figured, hey, since this is really about the unseen realm, the unseen realm, paranormal, like kind of the same thing, we figure we might as well get some terminology out of the way. So, the paranormal. I would say about one-third of the people alive have had paranormal experiences in their lifetime, whether or not they have put it out of their mind or not is not a really not really a fact of my knowledge. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm stuttering a little bit. I'm kind of looking at the definition here. I just want to make sure that my data is up to speed here. So basically, the paranormal is something that a lot of people, in fact, one third of the people, maybe they can say they've had an experience, but I'd say almost everybody, everybody who has ever walked the earth has had an experience with paranormal, and that can be classified under so many different topics that we're going to cover in this show, whether it be cryptids, your Bigfoots, your Mothmans, your Beasts of Bray Roads, um, your ghosts, your haunted locations, fallen angels, the Nephilim, or as we will later come to simplify them as giants. And that's a topic for a different day. But the paranormal, there's so many different facets to it. Even UFOs and aliens, and that's a very controversial subject that we're not going to really delve into today again. I don't know, I sound like, it's like, oh, he doesn't want to talk about this stuff. No, but I want to make sure we have the right people when we're talking about these subjects. Because there's a whole hell of a lot that I don't know, but I want to know. And if they bring something fascinating to the table, I'm pretty sure you're going to want to hear it too. So, anyhow, this is how we define paranormal. It's, quite honestly, like I said, the various topics I was mentioning before, but it's basically so-called purported phenomena. And it's described a lot in popular culture, folk tales, urban legends. And basically, it's described as an existence within context that is described as being the scope or beyond the scope of normal scientific understanding. That would include ESP or extrasensory perception, spiritualism, which is something I recommend not getting into because there's a difference between being spiritual and spiritualism. Spiritualism is trying to call on the dead and I'll tell you in a minute why that's not a good idea. And there is, of course, ghost hunting, cryptozoology, and those who study UFOs and aliens. So, effectively, the whole topic of the paranormal, and the whole definition of the paranormal, is something that cannot be seen, and cannot be proven, and cannot be measured with scientific equipment today. You can measure it, but you cannot hypothesize it, you cannot test it, 
because it doesn't go according to plan because there's just no way of proving it. You can maybe get some physical proof. You can get a photograph of a ghost appearing from behind your closet, looking in your window, walking down the street. Or you could see a UFO and go, hey, that wasn't swamp gas. There's no swamp within 50 miles of here. Well, yeah. But it's not repeatable. So it's not an official science. It's a pseudoscience. It's a pseudoscience because you can't prove it. You can't test it. You can't repeat it. You cannot hypothesize it. You just can't. It doesn't work according to your testing background. It doesn't work according to your ideology and how you want things to go. It's its own separate entity. And that's why it's an unseen realm because we can't see it for ourselves. Sometimes we cross into the unseen realm, but I think there's something about the paranormal that needs to be explained before we go any any deeper into this programming in future episodes and it's the idea of dimensions and there's a huge debate about how many different dimensions there are and this can go a long ways in explaining the paranormal why we can't see it and whether or not there is an unseen realm slash God. And this is a huge problem I have with religion is you can't back it up either. It's almost the same thing as the paranormal. Religion in itself is almost a pseudoscience as well or pseudo-history. Of course, history is always a subject that is up for debate. But again, there is more than what you see out there. And I'm just, I'm trying to punch us in. Excuse me for a second. We're just, we want to answer this question. Now, there are, with the whole subject of dimensions, there have been fear, I, oh, see, there's that TH problem again. I, I'm sorry. I, I, I'm new to this, so I might stutter a little bit. I'm going to definitely pronounce my T pronounce my th's wrong bad pronunciation abilities and so there's going to be a slight problem at times so bear with me it's one of my quirks the fact that i cannot pronounce 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 cannot pronounce the properly you hear that the the number three three Free free. I don't know why. I don't know how it happened, but I guess you could say I can't pronounce pronounce THs properly and I can't pronounce pronounce. <laughs> so that's like the fourth time went pronounce. But okay, so I have it here. We're gonna talk about dimensions. And basically, scientists theorize <laughs> that there are ten dimensions. Ten dimensions. We can only see three of them. There's that nasty word again, but we can only see... <laughs> oh, 
gosh, three dimensions. And that's pretty bad. Now, you're probably wondering, okay, so what are these three dimensions? What are they exactly? So let's, let's talk a little bit about them. So the first dimension. The first dimension is length. So I'm sitting here in the garage right now. I can see all the way to the garage door. It's a pathetic studio setup. But I can see all the way to the garage door. That's my definition of length. That's my first dimension. Think about a straight line. A straight line is another good example of length. We can perceive length in the first dimension. And then we add in the second dimension. So the first dimension was basically your x-axis, right? Your length. Then you get your y-axis, which is height. You get an object that becomes a two-dimensional shape. A straight line is one-dimensional. A second-dimensional shape would be a square or a circle or a rectangle or any shape. It, essentially a shape, yeah, exactly. But right now, I'm looking at my garage door again. I can see how far it is to there. I can see the length from me to the door. And as I look towards the door, I can also see a discernible rectangle that is the garage door itself. So that's the shape that I can see. And essentially, the plane that I can see is somewhat rounded as well. But again, that's length and height make up the two dimensions, the first two dimensions. You get to the third dimension. This is where you get your characteristics, your depth. It gives everything a sense of area and it gives a cross section. So let's think about the fact that, okay, we have a cube. We have a Rubik's cube in front of us or in front of me. I have a Rubik's cube in front of me and I can clearly make out the fact that it's, it's got a length, it's got a width, it's got a depth, and it's got a certain amount of space within it. Now, that space is, of course, not like this glass of water here, where you can clearly see the length, the width, the height. But then there's a depth inside of it where I have my water that makes up the volume. So essentially, when you put those definitions together, when you put those few things together, you get a three-dimensional object. Now, recently, we've just had such advances in technology. We used to have only 2D printers where you could project something onto a flat piece of paper. Now, in the last 10, 15 years, we've developed three-dimensional printers that can print objects off physically, such as the cube. Before, you can print it off and yeah, you can draw the cube to make it look like the cube is there. But in reality, the cube is only drawn on a piece of paper. It has no characteristics. It's flat. There is nothing to it. It is, it's just a shape. There's no volume to it. There's no mass. It's just an object. It's an object on a piece of paper that only has an appearance. 
But when you print it off in the three-dimensional printer, you get an object that comes out of the printer like the cube, and it has real properties, it has real characteristics, it's something that you can feel, it's something you can touch. You can only feel the paper which it's printed on, on the 2D printer. You can't feel the object. When it comes out of the 3D printer, you can feel the object, you can feel how it's shaped, how it's curved. It's pretty amazing how far we've come technologically. It's kind of scary to be honest, but three-dimensional. So the first two objects you have to think about even like color, like your light, your wavelengths, all that. It's part of the first, second dimension. You can achieve that in the first and second dimension. But the third dimension gives everything in this world shape, characteristics. It's not a flat piece of paper. It's a three-dimensional model of everything. So when you look outside, you can see the shape. You can see the trees in the backyard, in my backyard. I can look out my backyard, my backyard window and I can see the trees, I can see the grass. I can't really tell if it's three-dimensional because it's you're seeing things from a far away perspective. When you get to the objects you know they have a definite shape, a characteristic. We see, in a nutshell, we see three dimensions. But wait, there's seven more. There's seven more dimensions, supposedly. Now, what are these dimensions supposedly being hypothesized as? Because we can't prove it. We're trying to prove it. That's how the whole Kern Super Collider was developed in Switzerland. I'll get into that in a little more in a second. But So, everything else, everything I said before about the three, the three different dimensions, it's been proven. The next seven dimensions... 4 through 10 are unproven. So this is just mere speculation here. So here we go. The fourth dimension is supposedly time. And it's the property at which matter is governed. Basically, you think about we're in the year 2021. That's our fourth dimension. We can't see it, but we know it's there because we know that time progresses in a linear format. We don't go back in time. We, we only just keep marching forward at a very slow pace. But essentially, the fourth dimension is time, supposedly what the scientists say. Now, the fifth or the sixth might be a little more interesting. It's the notion of possible other worlds. And this makes me kind of a little more frightened, if you will. Because, you know, it's frightening when you can't comprehend or you can't see something, but you know it's there. So the fifth dimension the scientists say are supposedly the notion of other possible worlds that are different from ours. But you might be wondering, that doesn't make any sense. We have a whole universe full of different worlds and different planets and there's just, we just haven't proven if there's life on these other planets or worlds. And, well, I mean, to be perfectly honest, that much is true. 
But are we talking about worlds that are in our universe or in worlds that are in a different dimension that is running parallel next to us? A world within a world. Think about that. And so the six we could see, according to the scientists, a whole plane of possible worlds. Hmm. Now, again, the people who write this article at physics.org, they are evolutionists. They think, they believe that the Earth evolved from one giant Big Bang, much like the rest of the universe, and life, we evolved from apes. Boy, what an insult to apes. But, but basically, you could, they basically say if you could master the fifth or sixth dimensions, you could go back in time. So what scientists propose is that this is a time scale and that if you were in the fifth, if you could master the fifth or the sixth dimensions, you could go back to 1979 or uh, when Christ was around or you could go ahead to the future and see what the world is like in 200 years. No one's mastered that yet, but that's not the point. A lot of people are wondering, okay, they're getting a little more confused. Before I state my hypothesis on this, let's just keep going to the rest, to the remaining four dimensions. You have the seventh dimension, where it says you could have access to the possibility of worlds that start with different initial conditions. Whereas in the previous worlds, everything was the same. Everything started the same. It's just a matter of, okay, you're in the same world, but you can go back to different worlds. Boy, I bet your brain is just hurting. I know mine is a little bit. This is a little, this is a little weird. And then the eighth dimension, <laughs> and this is kind of, this is where it gets really crazy. It says it can give us a plane of possible universe histories. And as you can imagine, the ninth dimension gives us all possible universe histories in several planes. And then the tenth and final dimension is where we arrive at the point in which everything that we've covered is possible and everything imaginable has been covered. Wow. Now, that's what the definition says. And again, these are evolutionists. They, they don't know as much as the rest of us do because they can only see the, the first three dimensions, which again, have been proven. Every other dimension has not been proven. Of course, we've had 4D movies. In Wisconsin, we used to have a, uh, I think we still have it. It's a water park called Noah's Ark. And they were showing the 4D SpongeBob movie back when I was a younger kid. I never went to see it because my parents were like, I don't go near that, that's terrible. You might come home possessed. Yeah, they're a little different. But you put on the glasses just like you do with the 3D movies. Now, now here's another thing to explain dimensions, especially the first three. Okay, you're watching a movie on your TV or at a theater. Every movie's in 2D. You can only, you cannot feel the objects. They cannot interact with you. There's no shape to them. There's just a picture. You put on the 3D glasses in a movie and these things, 
these images come out of your TV and they appear lifelike. It's a obvious it's an illusion, but I never really understood what the 4D movie with the 4D glasses would be like. I guess that's something I'd have to see for myself since I'm a curious mind. But when you think about certain concepts in the universe, and you think about what I just said about dimensions, what I just quoted from this science site, think about this. These fifth and sixth dimensions that they say are parallel worlds, I mean, sure, maybe the fourth dimension is time, but what if as you go deeper and deeper, you get into a spiritual realm? I mean, think about that. You think about you. Ha there has to be heaven and hell. As a Christian, a non-religious Christian, a more spiritual Christian, as I am, you do understand that there is a heaven and there is a hell. Heaven's the place you go if you've lived a decent, honorable life and you believe in Jesus Christ. Hell is where you go if you're a rotten scumbag. And you've murdered people, you've butchered things, you just have an overall hateful attitude. That's hell. Everybody seems to think that heaven's in the sky and hell is in the earth. That's, I don't believe that. What if I told you that heaven and hell were all around you, but you couldn't see it because it's in a different dimension? And yeah, most Christians, they probably believe that, okay, heaven and hell, they are in somewhat of a different dimension. But they have, this, they have the image of the devil with the horns and the, the, the little Cupid babies flying around playing harps on the clouds. <laughs> I, I don't see that. And it just doesn't make sense from a, a logical perspective that it would be like that. It makes sense that these, these objects or these parallel worlds are not in a literal place, but in a spiritual realm that can see us, because, but it's, it's far beyond their comprehension because we're mortals living in a three-dimensional world. Keep going up, 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 you don't know what, si what type of weird things there is. Ghosts and demons may be in the fifth dimension. You might have angels and the uh, angels and fallen angels in the sixth. I don't know. We don't know, but the fact of the matter is there's something about these uh, particle colliders in Switzerland and in other places all throughout the world. I heard there's a couple of them even here in the United States. They're trying to unlock the dimensions and they're trying to unlock the God particle. Now the God particle Supposedly, I kind of want to look this up here because I want to properly explain this, but basically they want to unlock these dimensions in essence so we can see into these other dimensions. 
And my question for you is, would that really be a good thing? Because I don't think it would be. And now I've heard stories. None of these can be validated. They're more like campfire folk stories, but there have been people supposedly that have been desperate to close these dimensions that have been opened, these gateways to these other dimensions that have been opened up by these super colliders because horrible things come out of them. Horrible creatures. Boy, if that doesn't raise the hair on the back of your neck, I don't know what will. But they want to unlock these other dimensions. It's just beyond our realm of comprehension because if there's life inside these other dimensions, you have to think about they're more intelligent and they're more powerful than us. In this world, we're the top of the food chain. We're the alpha. Now, anyway, switching gears a little bit. What, what pulled up here on my device was the Higgs boson. And they, they call it an elementary particle in which, well, let me read this off here. And one of the, it says, is a massive scalar bosom with zero spin, has no electrical charge, and does not change color in any way. It is very unstable, unpredictable, and decays into almost, almost immediately into all other particles. So, basically what they're trying to say is that this Higgs bosom is the God particle. But again, nobody's found the God particle yet because if they found the God particle, they could find God. The only problem is they want to access God physically. The problem is you can't do that because nobody can comprehend what God really is except for God. Not even these higher entities in the higher dimensions that these angels and demons and fallen angels and all this other stuff I was talking about can comprehend what, what the hell God is. Of course, there was a popular Alex Jones theory that he made about and this is a little off topic, I just feel like saying this, that he made on the Joe Rogan show where he said that God knows everything except where God came from. You might hear that again in the future podcast, just saying, but, oh wow, my water dripped up a little bit. But we have to understand that whatever God is, it's something that is higher than our train of thinking. We have little tiny acorn-sized brains. Can you imagine the intelligence of an angel or a demon or God himself? And the problem is the acorn-sized humans want to access God and the demons, they want to see everything. The only problem is it will like in the Indiana Jones movie, burn your eyeballs and brain up because it's that incomprehensible. But like I said, we're curious individuals. We want to know more. We want to know the secrets of life. And I believe that with these dimensions, 
God might be in the 10th dimension. This, the, these scientists might not be entirely incorrect. God might be the 10th dimension, the all-knowing, all-powerful, the plane of existence. The only problem is by unlocking these dimensions, are we trying to be, become God by accessing the 10th dimension? It's the human God complex that we all have a little bit of and we all strive for. But yeah, it's freaky stuff. Increasing dimensions of an increasing level of intelligence. Increasing forms of life that if we were to access the fifth and sixth dimensions and some of these creatures that might be in these other worlds like heaven or hell. Good luck. I believe that we're protected from the unseen realm. That we're not allowed to see it because of the dangers of it. But again... Why does it persist? Why does it, suppose an all-knowing God who knows the ending, why does God let it happen? All I can say is this, people. For those of you looking for the meaning of life, I got a real important statement to make. There's a guy I know. He's a very, very smart man. He studied all his entire life, kind of like what I'm doing looking around, trying to find the answers, trying to find the purpose of life, the meaning of life. He came to the conclusion that for our purpose, why we were placed on this earth was to gain wisdom. And for those of you who are living high in the hog and those of you who are living for the physical means, you know, have fun, make money, blah, 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 you're meant to gain wisdom, but this is Lucifer's planet. What I mean by that is this is where evil resides. This is the planet of evil. This isn't the planet of good. And you almost have to sell your soul to succeed in this physical material world. The purpose is either you leave this world rich in knowledge or you leave this world with nothing. You turn to dust, to dirt. Because you can't take you can't take your fancy sports cars with you, you can't take all your money with you. Hell, you can't even take your family with you. You can only take knowledge. Remember that. Remember that. And that knowledge is the only thing that can save you. Well, I shouldn't say that, but maybe your knowledge is what allows you to progress into the next dimension. Maybe. But anyhow, I, probably everybody's brain is getting ready to explode who is listening to this. All like thousands, the, the millions and millions who are listening to this podcast. But yeah, that's your little basic intro into the mysteries of the unseen realm. And we're going to cover a lot more about this and we're even going to cover some of this human mindset of why they get into these occult practices why they think that why they're obsessed with power and greed and doing such despicable acts I mean you even think about like and I know I'm going to go a little political with this but you think about the sitting United States president an incognitive dumbass who, quite frankly, enjoys nothing more than 
sipping on cocoa, licking an ice cream cone, and sniffing the hair of young kids, young girls. Pretty disgusting. It just shows you that we really are on Lucifer's planet. But it just shows you how to be successful in this world, you have to do sick things. You can be successful, you can work around, but you're gonna struggle, you're gonna struggle. You're gonna struggle, just the way it is. You just have to prevail. You cannot let them own you. But like I said, it's just, it's such a crazy world we live in right now. It really is. It's, it's a crazy world. I mean, who would have thought supply shortages, election chaos, we have this whole so-called pandemic issue going around and the urging of every person to take a vaccine whether they want to or not. It's pretty, pretty effed up. Pretty effed up. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm not pretty effed up. It's pretty fucked up. It's pretty fucked up. That's all I'm going to say. Especially when you don't even know what that vaccine is. Hey. There is something that God did give us all. It was called free will. If you have free will, that means you can do whatever you want. So if you want to indulge in evil... You want to take a shot that could supposedly turn you into something that is other than human? I said it, folks. Go right ahead. I'm not going to fault you. I'm not going to disown friends who got the vaccine. Like I said, I doubt I'll probably see you in heaven. So, how's that? How's that for a way to kick things off? Man, we're on fire. Woo! Man, I kind of wish we were on for two hours, not one, but we're only doing one hour today. So, so before we go out, before I go out and close this podcast today, I want to tell you a little bit about paranormal experiences. Again, not a real specific topic, but let's talk about paranormal experiences and paranormal witness and all that stuff. So, you're going to be a little shocked by this. I haven't really seen anything paranormal. I've had weird dreams. But nothing paranormal. Nothing too weird has happened to me. But I know people who have had weird experiences. People who had experiences with ghosts. I would say even in my family. Two people in my family have experienced a ghost. So, just to tell you a little story. My dad used to work in a factory. I'm not going to tell you which one. I'm not going to get into too specific of details. But basically, this factory used to have a, a guy who worked there. From what I've heard, he was a nice guy. Not too bad. He suffered from some kind of throat cancer. And there is such a thing. I don't know what type of cancer it would have been, but anyhow... He eventually succumbed to it and passed away because of his ailment. Well, sometime later, my dad was coming in to work during the, uh, the graveyard shift. 
You're going in about maybe three, four o'clock. The supposed witching hour. And just to get off, I'm going to get off topic a little bit here just to explain the witching hour a little bit. So, on Ghost Adventures with Zach Bagans, Zach Bagans defined what the witching hour was. And before I thought it was the 12 to 1 a.m. hour of the night. It's, a, it's actually the 3 to 4 o'clock hour. And it's for two reasons why it is known as the witching hour. Number one, Christ died at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. He died at 3 o'clock. Which is also the warmest time of the day. Now, the demonic spirits, the satanic spirits, I should just call them the satanic spirits, in a mockery of Christ and of the, of the Holy Trinity, come out, are most prevalent at the 3 to 4 o'clock hour. It's a mockery and because it is the coldest time of the 24-hour cycle. Temperatures are at their lowest. The sun is the farthest away from you it will be. So that's when the darkness really comes out. Of course, dawn isn't too far away. It's only a couple hours, two, three hours away. Depending on where, what time of the year it is. But there's a certain aspect of darkness that exists. And that's why it's called the witching hour. But... Just wanted to explain that before I go a little before I go forward into the story, but when my dad went into work at that hour, he saw somebody and he looked familiar going into the building. He had on a a hat, a smaller, older style hat. If you kind of picture, you kind of picture like an old school like office kind of hat that you would wear, not Stetson, but. And a trench coat. It was kind of more like a greenish gray. Kind of like the color of my sweatshirt, which is more like a greenish gray. Somewhere along that line. I think that's what he said. Again, I, I guess I'd have to have him on the show to talk to him, but I know how kind of weirded out he is about being on his voice on the air. But when he saw this, this, this man... He called out to him because he looked familiar and he said, hey, you know, something like, hey, or I don't know what he said. Again, this is, a, this is a story that has been passed down. Okay, it's a story, not passed down, but it's more like a campfire story, you hear. But the, the person turned around and he looked at, looked at my dad. And he had a giant hole around his mouth area. It wasn't around his mouth. The hole was his mouth, and it took up half of his face. Now, can you imagine seeing something like that? Because if I saw it, I would probably piss my pants. The, it, he went into the building, though. And so, naturally, you have to go and you have to check over things because, you know, a stranger walks in your building, you know who your coworkers are, and you're like, what the heck? walk around, you inspect the places, you go into the darkened rooms, you try and find this guy and there was no sign of him. No sign of him. No sign of this guy. Could not be found. 
I'm not saying this is a malevolent spirit. It could be just a spirit of somebody who likes their job if you believe in the fact that people don't want to leave and they like to stay attached. Their spirits stay attached to places they like. And you hear that about people who love their jobs. They don't want to leave. So there's a spirit that lingers on. That's open to interpretation, by the way. But, but if you question the legitimacy of these, you have to go to the fact that there was a second person who saw it, which was my grandfather, who also worked at the same building, the same factory. And he had a little office that he went into at the beginning of his shift. He'd go in at astronomically early times as well, and there wouldn't be too many people there. And he went in and went into his office, and all of a sudden a gust of wind blew a bunch of papers around. As he noticed, I mean, it was a, it was a strong wind. It was a strong wind, apparently, from what he said. He's now deceased, my grandfather, but I'm just recounting some stories as I've heard them. When the gust of wind came through into the room, picked out the outline of a massive mouthed man. He, could, he didn't see it for long, just fleeting, with the, that same hat and the same coat. And then it was gone. Two people saw it. Two people saw it. Now that's pretty spooky. This goes to show you that you never know. There, and when you watch these shows, I mean, it's, it's very hard to find evidence of these spirits, these whatever they might be, roaming their former places of activities, like work or homes or whatever. But they're there. There's something there. We don't know what it is. There's got to be something because there's too many people that have said they've seen things. There's got to be something. There's got to be something to this. I hear cops there and hopefully they're not coming to get me. Probably are after I said that stuff about old man Joe Biden and his stinky butt. But that's effectively... Some of our family's ghost lore. And of course, there was a story of my <laughs> grandpa seeing his brother walk up a wall once in the middle of the night, but not much more to say there. But we still got a few minutes left. A few minutes left, and I want to ask people this, so. I want to ask people this. Does it feel darker to you? I mean, it's fall. It's fall here in Wisconsin. Yeah, it's a lot darker. Next, this weekend, as we're going out, I mean, we're, it's November 5th, the day that this is being released. So, November 5th, and this weekend's daylight savings time or whatever, it's when we change our clocks. Ooh, I can't wait. <laughs> I hate that time of the year, but. Doesn't it feel a little bit... I mean, to those of you who are listening across the country and or maybe even around the world, for all I know, there probably isn't too many of you, but... Does it feel a little darker? That there's a little bit more of a spiritual darkness all around us. 
that's kind of an interesting idea. I just wanted to check my battery life here. We got quite a bit going. These are actually some cheap batteries and they seem to work with my device. But yeah, again, high quality equipment we have here. We have our Zoom microphone, our, our Zoom recorder, which basically records our podcast into an audio format. We have our microphone set up in there. We can have four people plugged into that thing. Four people, four headphones. We could have, we could have four people on this show. And all recording onto one small SD card. And I'll tell you what, this audio is fantastic. I mean, you just heard the police siren before. Maybe you did if you're listening real close. You heard it and you're like, oh, wow. This really does pick up some good audio. And we have a highway running by the house here too. So, But again, very fantastic equipment. It was definitely worth the money. It takes a little bit of money to start this, folks. It's not something you can just go and spend $50 on. And You could. But if you want to do it well, you got to put some money down. You want to do it well, you want to do it right, that's what you have to do. But, yeah, just wanted to throw all the plug for that and just, things feel darker. And we are in a darker time right now. Not just, not just physically with the weather. Wow, what is that rumbling sound? Jeez, but spiritually. Spiritually, for the last two years, you've been in this, this, well, this kind of this, going more like a year and a half, but I'm going to round up to two because we're getting to that point now. When did all this stuff with the COVID start? March? March, yeah. And we still, before I always said that, this is a little personal belief, that the COVID is real, but there's, there's definitely some type of a weapon deal going on with this sickness and a lot of people have speculated that with all this going on with the vaccine and not being able to do certain things and you go to work or buy food or go to sporting events or concerts and then this the fact that the whole government in this country has changed from an American first thing to this regime that well quite candidly wants to steal your rights makes you wonder are we really going into an end times type deal and again we have a comments section some of our platforms again we're only going out on rss and spotify and on apple for our first little while we might upgrade to youtube or some of the other podcast platforms to get as many viewers as we can, we're going to have a website. It's going to be the LukeBennettMedia.com. LukeBennettMedia.com. That's going to hopefully be the name. But yeah, things do feel weird. Feels like something's coming, and I don't know what's coming yet. Whether it could be a volcano blowing up in the La Palma and the Canary Islands. Reports going around that that could that if a chunk of land falls into the sea could unleash a massive tidal wave that could be over 100 feet tall and could decimate the east coast of the U.S. in seven, eight hours. Well, from the event happening, but that's just speculation. I don't believe that'll happen, but it feels like something's going to happen. I don't know what yet. I guess only time will tell, but I guess the only thing we can do is sharpen our brains. Be aware of the facts. Be aware of the 
things that we cannot see. This, the whole purpose of this program, folks, is to enable you to think critically. I'm not saying whatever, I, whatever bull crap I'm spewing out in this program is real. I'm just trying to tell you that, hey, use your brains. You were given brains. You were given critical thinking ability. Use it. Put it to good use. Instead of saying, well, that Luke Bennett, he's a crockpot. He just goes on and on about stupid stuff. I ain't no crackpot, and I'm not trying to brainwash any of you. I'm just saying, hey, here's some information. Here's what I believe, and here's maybe some information about this topic. Use it. Use it. So that's my lesson of the day for all of you out there. Use your brains. Use your brains. Use them. Use them to the best of your abilities, and believe me, you will succeed. Maybe not the way you think you'll succeed, but you will find your purpose in life. You will find your meaning, and you will find what makes you, you. So, so that's going to do it. We're wrapping it up. We have reached our climax point. The time is over, but we have a lot more to come every week. Stay tuned. Every Friday, Mysteries of the Unseen Realm, new podcast episodes coming out. So get ready, folks. It's going to be a wild adventure. So, until next time, this is Luke Bennett, Luke Bennett, not Whoop Bennett, saying so long, and good luck. <laughs> no, not really. No, I got to do a little better than that, a little better way of signing out. So, so we're going to sign out, Mysteries of the Unseen Realm, episode one is in the books. I'm Luke Bennett, and I'm saying adios. Adios.